Hello. This episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by 1-800-RELEASE. Life can get so hard sometimes that we find ourselves needing a release. Are you starving for human connection? Maybe you just need a good cry. Maybe you need someone to complain to about your family, politics, or the current state of the world. Whatever your desire may be, all of our operators are licensed therapists who can't wait to hear about your pain and trauma. They're getting hot just thinking about it. Break free from the tension of life. Find. Release. Call the hotline and connect with someone today because confessions about depression and anxiety are sexy. Therapy is sexy. Only 49 cents per minute for adults 18 and over. Call 1-800-RELEASE. That's 1-800-RELEASE. 1-800-735-3273. Here we go, baby. Here we go, baby. It's happening again. You already know what it is. You already know where you at. You already know what's going on. Huh? Right? You know what's going on, right? If you are listening to this podcast right now and you enjoy this podcast, you've listened to it before, please take one second and go give us five stars. If you've already done it, thank you so much for that. But just if you haven't and you've never thought of it, just go ahead and do it. You know, it's much appreciated. If you have even more time, write a little review. If it's your first time with us, however, welcome, first of all. I'm not going to ask you to write a review or give us five stars just yet and wait to see if you like the pod. Uh, and by the pod, make no mistake, I do mean the Evil Hour podcast where every episode is the first episode with Close Code and I'm your host, Knight. Here for another week. I needed to say it because we're starting to see some real beautiful reviews roll in and I want to see more. If we can get to 50 before the end of the year, we will be happy campers. Rating and reviewing the podcast is a really easy way to show support. Um, And most people just forget to do it. So just a little reminder there. Because, shoot, if the same amount of people who listen to the podcast took the time to leave a little rating or a review, man, I'd be doing this intro on a boat right now (laughs) with a couple of podcast groupies on my side feeding me overnight oats. (laughs) No, no, that wouldn't be the case. And by the way, podcast groupies sound like the worst kind of groupies. Like they never want to party. They just want to read and shit. What am I talking about? Get on with it. Sorry. Uh, Today's episode of the podcast is about empathy. We uh, spend a little bit of time breaking down the different forms of empathy and what it means to be empathetic. Uh, We also talk about sympathy versus empathy, the difference between the two. And I'm not 100% sure I knew the difference going into this episode, but by the end of it, I think we definitely worked it out. Uh, We talked about compassion quite a bit. You know, the first thing I think about when I think about sympathy or, or empathy, I always think about thoughts and prayers. You know, thoughts and prayers. Whenever somebody loses a loved one, it seems like that's the only thing that we can offer is thoughts and prayers. 
like thoughts and prayer what is what is that doing for me you know but that's the cynicism talking because sometimes that's all you can give and sometimes that's all a person actually needs to know that they're not alone to know that somebody can see it from their perspective even a little bit and that's all we want on a human level is to be heard and in that sense of connection so we really break down empathy in this episode and, and and talk about what true compassion means it's another good one can't lie it's another hood banger you know turn this one up when you riding turn it up to the highest volume as always beats by Makile. there is a link in the description if you want to buy beats directly from him there is also a link to a tip jar if you feel like we deserve a tip and i'm gonna go ahead and end this intro i'm gonna go ahead and stop talking but prepare yourself to hear more talking <laughs> on the evil we go our podcast with close Cody Minawi. i'm your host knight allow me to begin the program see that can you tone it down a little bit i appreciate it all right all right yes piss me off already i came in here you're all you already pissing me off i had to fucking rush my way up here because you're like oh we're not gonna be able to record because i want to see my family oh i want to go see my family i want to give my mom corona and i was like wait what you want to give your mom corona like yeah i want to give my mom corona you said this to me no you didn't say that no okay no all right cool no, I but, didn't say that. You know, but, but I do appreciate you rushing over here. It's all good. I'm going to change my energy, too, as yeah. a matter of fact. You're going to change it? Yeah, I'm no, going to change no, it No, you can up. keep it. No, no. No, bro. Keep it, keep it. No, you're nah, right. Nah, nah, sit down, sit down, bro. You're all you good, keep you know, because I don't want the people coming into this space, my energy to rub off on them. I'm going to switch it up right now because this is a sacred space. This is a special place. And if you don't exactly know sage. where I got you are. Sa- do you need the sage? No, but can I do my intro? Oh, I'm sorry. Damn, even when I try to let the people know that it's Each of you our podcast or program or audio show, whatever you want to call it, with Coast Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight, here again. Wow. You know how I know this episode is about to be a strange one? You this is the first time in man, it's been like 40. What's that? 16, 16 plus 24. That what? That's uh, that's 16 plus 24. That I did what? That's 40 episodes. The first time in 40 episodes that you ever stumbled on your words, 
during the you know i did yeah you kind of like i don't think so i'm gonna go back and play it but uh run it back right now all right you you literally want me to no okay all right (laughs) how are you i'm doing good i have a lot of shit going on though really yeah, but I'm good. I'm I'm keeping. I'm just going with the flow. Trying to go with the flow. Going with trying the to flow. find my flow, as the millennials say. I like it. Trying to find my flow. How okay. about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. I'm excited for the holidays. I don't quite have the uh, Christmas spirit yet. I haven't. Um, I haven't started uh, posting about the, you know the true history of. <laughs> oh yeah. When are you gonna give uh, post your depressing Native American tweets? Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow yeah. starts. We're looking forward no, to those, no, no, man. No, 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 no. The streets are waiting. The streets are waiting for my Native American talk. Nah, we want to hear about the genocide. Come on! Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm still I'm here, good, man. I made it. Um, I asked you how you were, not particularly because I care, but because um. it uh, linked into the topic for today. We are talking a few different things. We're talking empathy. We're talking sympathy. We're also going to do a little bit of talk about compassion. Mm, compassion, too. yeah. You said you had some stuff for me in that area, which yes. I'm super excited I about. Really, I really wanted to talk about compassion. But we're going to start off with empathy. Empathy. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk so. about empathy this week. Something that I that traditionally I feel like is is missing and in, in our political system, I'd say. We've hmm. been doing a lot of political talk over the past couple of weeks, and that's probably the first thing that I look for when it comes to picking my politicians is like seeing if they have a level of empathy. Right. You know? Right, right. Like, I'm like, you at least pretend. At least pretend that you're not a demonic lizard. Like, tell me tell me that you care about humans. I want to see it in your eyes. I always like to, like, I think I look for the same thing. We probably all look for, like, some sort of empathy, but I'm, I'm always curious to see the level of empathy between like the topics that they care about and i feel like if they Mm. if you just have the same amount of empathy for everything it's like eh, it doesn't really i don't really believe it right i just feel like everybody has like a different level of empathy for different like i guess social causes when you're talking about politicians but even people like I, i don't think anybody cares about everything and when they i feel like when people say they care about everything like I don't know. I, I just I just feel like, it's like, like really really like I don't think you. Really oh, so can. you're not human then, because like everybody has the specific things that they really care about, right. and then the things you know you can put yourself in. Like, other yeah, people's. that sucks. Um, I don't care. About right, that. and we're kind of gonna we're gonna talk about kind that specific phrase. You know, like that sucks, but you know, because that's more along the lines of sympathy. But we'll we'll get to it. So mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to say that we need more empathy. We just need more people to be empathetic. But it might be a little bit more complicated than that because as i was doing my research on empathy i saw that empathy can actually be broken down into like a list of subcategories and i kind of want to go over those with you because i feel like it's kind of interesting the different types of empathy you might think that you need more empathy altogether but you might need a specific type of empathy more than another depending on the situation Mm, so before we get started on that let's Mm -hmm. set the premise of our discussion of empathy so okay. what is well, give me what you put it up pull it up on the screen okay so i can you know do my thing i'm oh, ready oh you about to do your thing you know, i try you not to, to cut you off but like okay. i'm trying to trying to like you know i'm trying you to get hear, started here so you're telling to, me you're here to read some definitions is yeah what you're i'm like me. you know the people here to hear something that's what i like trying to give them some trying to bring that's that what I value like. 
All right, please. <coughs> and also, tone it down a little bit, all right? I'm not. <laughs> no, you're good. I think kidding. I just gave myself a headache. <laughs> I got too much energy. Our definition for empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Mm. Very simple. To straight the ability to understand and, and share, share. Yes. the feelings of another. Yes, That's and I think that is a, that is a very big distinction between yeah. empathy and sympathy. It is, and we'll get into the difference between empathy and sympathy right after I break down the different forms of empathy. But yes, you're right. Yeah, the 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 extension from understanding to being able to share share those feelings. Those That's feelings. the thing that creates empathy. You and, know, the, and that connection. Right, right. So the three subcategories of empathy. There's three that are officially recognized by um, psychologists: cognitive emotional and compassionate empathy hmm. cognitive emotional mm-hmm. and compassionate, compassionate yeah. empathy. i'll first go into uh i'll break down each one the first one we're going to deal with is cognitive empathy mm-hmm. so essentially what cognitive empathy is is being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes by seeing their perspective mm-hmm. so effectively cognitive empathy is empathy by thought rather mm-hmm. than feeling yeah so it's it's more so like it says cognitive mm-hmm. it, and and the thing that kind of separates it from traditional empathy is the the feeling aspect of it. This mm. form of empathy kind of separates the feeling out of it, and it's purely psych. It's purely in your head. It's purely logical. It's purely uh, cerebral. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's and that's kind of weird because traditionally. It's the feeling aspect of empathy is the thing that we uh, relate to and the thing that we first think of when we think of empathy. So it's kind of like the surface of empathy. Like you can start you can start to feel somebody out just by understanding them logically, I guess, through discussion. The Um, starting point of empathy probably would start with some type of cognitive empathy. Right. Right. And that's probably what we see a lot of politicians like you said do or like you know people who just kind of talk lightly on on subjects um they understand through thinking and through the discussion through cognition yeah um that's how they connect but it doesn't necessarily mean that they feel what you're feeling you know and it's funny that you even brought up politicians because i do think that you have to have a certain level of cognitive empathy to even become elected you have to kind of be able to put yourself in other people's perspectives in order to know how to relate to them to get you to vote for them. Right. And but it doesn't mean that you're actually a good person or that you even have their their uh, uh, best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. It just means that you understand people in that way. You can put yourself in their perspective. Right. Uh, I feel like master manipulators mm-hmm. probably have a great deal of cognitive. Empathy. Well, I actually wanted to go into sociopaths when we talk about. Um, we Ooh. talk about compassion, so we'll get there. Okay, we'll save it. We'll, we'll save, save it. it. Um, I found this quote that kind of is still on the lines of what we're talking about, this master manipulator with cognitive empathy. Um, and on skillsyouneed.com, which is where I got a great deal of this information from, we can post a link to the uh, page that I got a lot of this information from. It's on the site. It's on the site. Skillsyouneed.com. There's a quote from uh, an author by the name of David Goldman. Shout out my boy. He is the author of Emotional Intelligence. Uh, the notes in his blog would suggest that he he did a like research on people who like actually 
actually torture other people. Oh, my God. And it would suggest that torturers would need to have a good deal of cognitive empathy in order to work out how to best hurt someone. Wow. Much. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, with the, you know, but without having any types of, like, sympathy towards them, you know, they're not feeling pity for them. Right. But you have to understand people in and order to, <laughs> and, and, yeah, in order to know how to best, like, torture them and hurt them. That's kind of sick. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's kind of sick. Definitely sick. Definitely fucked up. But yeah. I love the idea of like a group of torture. Who, who do we call people who torture people? Torturist? Terrorist? <laughs> I love the idea of a group of torturists getting together, workshopping ideas on torture. <laughs> Tourist? Is that what you, you said? Like, you know, personally, if it were me, it would really hurt if you twisted my balls repeatedly. But, you know, that's just that's just me. Like, so they're bouncing like, ideas off. So, at first, I was like, I was trying to put myself in, like, what would I hate? What would I really, like, what would really fucking suck? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's just weird as hell. Like, the, the kind of, like, cognitive dissonance or, like, the compartmentalizing that you have to do in order to um, do I think, something like I that. I think it takes a, you definitely have some type of mental disorder to go to that length to <laughs> to really hurt some, well, no, maybe not. Maybe you don't maybe need. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe you don't need a mental illness. Maybe it's not a that, far step yeah. from, you know, the, the, that's why I said this cognitive empathy kind of shows you that you can still understand people and not, like, feel them and relate to them in this way. Right. So I'll move on to the second type. The second type of empathy that we're going to talk about is emotional empathy. Emotional empathy. Emotional empathy uh, says here is when you quite literally feel the other person's emotions alongside them mm. as if you had caught them yourself. So yes. another word for this is emotional contagion. Mm. So it's like when somebody's emotions are contagious. Yeah, I think like empaths or people who call themselves empaths. I think God. this is probably. Oh, you don't like that? Well, that, that, term, <laughs> that term has been that's too crystal down. for you. That's, that's too. That's too indigo child for me. I don't know. I mean, I, that word got tossed around so much. I'm like, I, I don't. I think I would rather not. Yeah, I'm an empath. empath, and you're just smelling incense burning I'm automatically. Like, no, you have codependency. Um, so. That's, that's you know, uh, we, you know, that's a problem. Let's not glamorize it. Yeah, but I mean, there, you know, there's people who are definitely uh, super sensitive, and I feel like they have a high amount of emotional empathy. Yeah, um, it's definitely useful for people who. Um, have friends who need like guidance or someone to talk to or somebody to feel through things with them. Yeah, I think even like in our society, like people who are social workers or, you know, work with people um, who work in charity, I think those are the people who we would want to have the most emotional empathy yeah. to be able to feel these people, to be there for them, to go the extra mile. Uh, even teachers, we want our teachers to mm-hmm. have like a certain level of emotional empathy to be able to relate to like young students. Exactly. Um, I was going to say medical professionals. Med- yeah, for yeah, sure. I think they have to have a good amount of emotional empathy, but also a certain level of cognitive empathy too, because mm. you have to be able to kind of separate those emotions at times yeah. but still be kind of emotionally connected to them probably like a very delicate line that has to be walked people who have this high amount of emotional empathy definitely need to have their boundaries in check mm-hmm. because this leaves you more uh, vulnerable to these master manipulators it also um leaves you vulnerable to fall victim to codependency yeah for sure yeah because yeah. if you're super emotionally empathetic and you and you're feeling everything another person's feels then you probably tend to ignore your own feelings and on top of ignoring your own feelings 
you probably are the type to get easily overwhelmed. It says here that people who have a high sense of emotional empathy, uh, they tend to get easily overwhelmed and they need to practice self-regulation and self-control so that they can better manage their own emotions. So that's where that kind of codependency comes in because they probably become enmeshed with people really quick. Yeah. And and start to feel all their feelings as if they're their own. Yeah. You kind of, you can't, like the line tends to blur between where your emotions begin and where the other person's uh there's and so like yeah. you don't really have an, a, a way to separate the two so it act like a lot of people like kind of normalize codependency and even romanticize it in some senses mm. so it's like you kind of have to train yourself out of that when you're like really far you don't even got to be far deep in it but like when you're when you're in it yeah I, it, so there's some dangers to empathy it's it's interesting everything has balance and we're yeah. going to get into the final type of empathy in a minute but it's just interesting you know with emotional empathy it says also that uh, emotional empathy is probably the first type of empathy that any of us feel as children it can be seen when a mother smiles at her baby and the baby catches her emotions and smiles back right. so it's probably you know one of the earliest kind of emotions that we feel is probably empathy because wow. we don't because we don't know anything yet yeah, we don't We're really know what's going how to on be. we don't even know language yeah. yet we're just here experiencing everything and the, that maybe that is the first language that we know is like that emotional language mm-hmm. that we communicate with but when we're babies with our parents and you know siblings mm. and people who are going on is people empathy who are the us. first emotion that we have that's kind of weird i'm gonna think more on that that's the i feel like that's the first language mm. feeling. yeah yeah feeling yeah for sure yeah and it's crazy because over time our society at least kind of erodes that away from us and yeah. we start to really disconnect from no like knowing our feelings being in tune with our feelings especially men yeah it's almost champion when you can do that yeah no like for in patriarchy like unless it's anger mm-hmm. like throw all that shit out the window yeah like, like empathy. there's no no emotions except for anger and pride so weird empathy's becoming less and less cool you know it's not it's not for particu- men yeah it's not particularly it's not particularly cool to be an empathetic person in, in this day and age, it, it seems like. So, so, the, so the last part, the last type right. of empathy. Yeah, let's get into the final part of empathy here. So we have something which is known as compassionate empathy. Mm, so yes. compassionate empathy is kind of what we understand empathy to be. Mm-hmm. So compassionate empathy is a type of empathy that is usually the most appropriate when you're dealing with situations. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's feeling someone's pain and taking action to help. Hmm. So it says here, as a general rule, people who want and need your empathy don't just need you to understand it on the logical level, which mm-hmm. is the cognitive empathy. And they definitely don't need you to necessarily feel their pain per se and 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 burst into tears as if you were them. They mm-hmm. might not they might not need that. What they kind of need is is a balance of the two, and that's that compassionate empathy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes a person doesn't necessarily need you to make it better, though. That's the mm-hmm. thing. They might not need advice. They might not need you to yeah. take any action on, you know, the thing that is causing them pain or anything. Yeah. They might not just they might just need somebody to listen to them. So yeah. that's something I, I definitely had to learn over time. It was really hard for me for a long time 
to be able to just listen mm-hmm. and to just hear somebody out and just feel for them without feeling the need to change them or change the situation or change how they feel, but to just be present. That was really hard for me because mm. I guess either the way I cope with things or it could be a, you know, a combination of also being like a people pleaser and just like, no, I'm going to fix this problem right mm. now. Like that's, and not, and also not having those boundaries um, to right. know when to separate what somebody is feeling and what I'm feeling because I know for myself, I'm like a go fixer. So I, mm. I can find myself at times projecting that onto people and, you know, not just being there for them. And that's, you know, like you said, a lot of times people just want somebody to be there. for Yeah, them. just being there. Just I'll let you know that I'm feeling what you're feeling. I, I don't necessarily need to let you know that it's bad. Like, oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry or anything. I just want you to know that I'm I'm feeling you. I've I've been in that position before and I'm really glad that you told me that. Yeah. And you don't need to do anything else in certain situations. Unless they specifically ask you yeah. what would you do in this situation, then you can offer that. But a lot of times what people need is this compassionate empathy. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm really interested to see um, the points that you have on compassion because you said you thought that you were a compassionate person and then and you, I, I definitely <laughs> found out that I <laughs> that happens I, often, I, doesn't I it? do lack some areas of compassion in me. Um, one thing that's interesting when I was doing my research on compassion, um, there was a Venn diagram and uh, on the left side was empathy and on the right side was the desire to take action and in the middle between the desire to take action and empathy was compassion Hmm. and so it it seems like compassion is just a step forward from empathy and it it starts to show um you know your empathy in in new ways and it's more so it it causes you to do something got you i mean it's a it, it kind of blends in with some of the definitions of empathy that you've had before, you know, starting to feel something. And that is a component of compassion. Um, mm. So, so, so wait, a component of compassion is not only the feeling, but it's also it, you taking some sort of step to resolve that feeling or, or help in some certain way. All right. So let's start with the definition of compassion. Okay. You so, got that? Compassion. We have sympathetic pity or concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Sympathetic pity. And the four components of compassion are the first one. Well, I kind of reordered this from where I researched it because Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there is a... When I imagine compassion, I imagine it in a particular order from when I was reading it. Um, there was no particular order when they presented it, but I feel like it, it kind of happens this way. Oh, okay. So I think on the first first one is also cognitive uh, compassion, which is just attention or awareness to recognizing somebody's suffering. Interesting. It's not just their feelings, but their suffering. I think that's the difference. Um, I think empathy it can you can be empathetic towards you know mm. somebody who's in a good mood. Yeah. Um, but I think compassion more so relates to people who are on the less fortunate side and are suffering. So the first component of compassion is the cognitive component. Then the one that I believe follows that is intentional compassion. Um, So I think after you have attention and awareness and you recognize somebody's suffering, you then move forward to want to wish them relief of that suffering. And that may come 
off as you telling them that you wish that they weren't going through that. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Hmm. You don't deserve that. Um, you, you deserve better. Um, I, I just wish I, I wish I could help or I want to help. Um, I think that's where it, it moves to next. Mm, like then, verbally sharing your empathy towards the situation. Exactly. And just letting them know that like you believe that they shouldn't be going through that. And I, and I do think people need that reassurance. Sometimes it may seem obvious, but some people do feel like the world is stacked against them or that they do deserve the bad things that happen to them. Mm-hmm. And being reminded that you don't deserve uh, these things happening to you can have like a profound effect on how somebody interprets and ingests a situation. Yeah, it's like you're life. not alone. Hey, hey, you, I'm here. Like I'm, I'm also like here with you. Like you know, beyond not, you're you're not alone though. Is that you're worth more than this? Yeah. And that isn't. I yeah. think that's really important. Your mind might trick you to think that you deserve whatever situation that you're in. Yeah, right. True. And being reminded that you don't deserve it, it's might help. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I think it can, it can do wonders for somebody's life. Um, okay. I'm liking this. So then the third component of compassion is the effective component of compassion, which means being emotionally moved by that suffering. And so um, this is more like um, the emotional empathy, empathy. Okay. Uh, where you, you are moved by somebody suffering. You see them suffering and you, you feel something from that. And I think that's where psychopaths and sociopaths do not have that mm, component they and, can, that. and they cannot have that component of compassion because they can't look at somebody and see them suffering and feel anything and from feel it. it and you know see like serial killers like this like yeah i just like i just watched them but i didn't i didn't mm. understand it yeah. you know what i mean um Weird. and then the last component of compassion is the motivational component which is the readiness to take action and relieve somebody of their suffering. Ooh, I so like that. I, I think that is where it all comes together. And um, you do something about it. You do something about somebody's suffering. And uh, whether it's like an act of kindness or, you know, go get them flowers or, you you know, whatever the situation may be or calls for, you take action upon that in order to show them that, you see that they're suffering, you don't want it to happen, and you are going to go the extra yard to show them that you want to you want to end that or that, to relieve them of it. And I and that's clearly, I mean, out of the ones that you said, that's definitely my favorite, but it definitely takes a strong person because if you have that high emotional empathy and you want to demonstrate this uh, motivational compassion, you got to be careful because, you know, that you can start to really take on the feelings of another and really want to motivate them, but also start to get lost in that, mm-hmm. start to get lost in, in you trying to lift up another person. Mm-hmm. And that can get really tricky. You know what I mean? Like you have to really, I guess, have a stable mindset before you can go trying to motivate someone else, you know, to to get in the right Headspace. It's like putting on your mask first. It's like that analogy. Yeah, and I think um, not to call like everybody a sociopath um, because I do think our society kind of wears us out and desensitizes us to mm-hmm. people's suffering and our, even our own suffering, um, whether it's by like very insensitive memes or jokes or I mean I know we talked about dark humor being a good thing, but 
you know, it can, it can but there's definitely it, a dark there, side there's to a, it. There's a line. Yeah, the and, de- desensiz- um, everything's being de- desensitized. You can see people like a, a video of somebody doing the Millie Rock, and at the end, somebody gets shot in the head, and it's completely normal. You're yeah, like, oh, like, oh, like next. Extreme, I love this abs- new reels feature. So <laughs> <laughs> like there's some absurdity to society now, where we're becoming desensitized to people suffering, and I think that causes us to lose our empathy, um, just little by little, every day. Um, to the point where we can't feel for other people and we start to feel very disconnected from life and and society as its own. Um, So I don't think everybody is necessarily a a psychopath or a sociopath if you lack um, that feeling of um, relating to somebody suffering or, you know, not wanting them to suffer because we see so much fucked up shit if you don't curate your timeline very carefully mm-hmm. and um you can find yourself just like not feeling anything or just like you just end up laughing people just end up laughing yeah. at all like how at wild everything, yeah. at how wild everything is absurdity uh, yeah straight up um what do you feel like you or where do you feel like you lie on it within like the four components of compassion do you feel like you're strong on it, on all of them do you feel like you lack in any of those components, uh, run them back one more time. So we Just have really the quick. cognitive mm-hmm. um, attention or awareness to recognize the suffering. We have intentional, the wish to uh, wish for relief for somebody suffering. Then effective, being emotionally moved by their suffering, and motivational, the readiness to take action to relieve that suffering. So I think I fall somewhere between the third and the fourth. Mm. Um, uh, I got a little bit of all of them in me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on who I am that day. There's hmm. definitely days where I'm, you know, I have the ready, where I'm ready and I'm willing to help somebody through their situation. Um, there's times where I wish the best for people and it kind of does fall in the line of more so sympathy than empathy because I can't really put myself in that situation because if I did, I, I would kind of get lost. I'm, I'm all around on the spectrum mm-hmm. of this, but hopefully um, I show more motivational empathy than anything. I, th- I feel like that's kind of this show in a nutshell. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, motivational compassion. I feel like for the for the web, yeah, for mm-hmm. everybody, for the world, or, or web. trying to demonstrate that we can show that motivational empathy in a way that isn't corny. Because as we just discussed, society is on a quest to make all things empathy, you know, not cool or, or yeah, you know, it's just kind of corny or yeah, like you're, you're like you're a weak person if you show empathy. Mm-hmm. So that I, mean, I think that's where I fall on the line. And, and before we get out of here, I do want to talk about the difference between empathy and sympathy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've kind of done a great job of going, uh, describing a little bit of both in mm-hmm. this in this podcast. And I just want to be clear so that we do know the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Can you do me a favor and get up off your ass and read the uh, definition of sympathy really quick? So for sympathy, we have definition one is the feeling of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. And for the second definition, we have understanding between people and coming to a common feeling. Hmm. I like that second definition. Mm, understanding um, between people and common feeling. Yeah. Because if we go back to the empathy uh, definition, it goes beyond understanding and it's actually feeling. But, the, you know, at the end of this definition, it says common feeling. And I, and you know, 
I think most people don't want your pity. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people want your pity, but you know, maybe they have their own issues. Anybody who who wants your pity and not your empathy and your support in that way, I feel like has some type of emotional calibration that they need to do. Um, but sympathy, I feel like, is different from empathy in a way where you you have the ability to understand a person's feelings as if you're having them yourself when you're empathetic. Mm-hmm. For sympathy, it seems like. You know, it refers to the ability to take part in someone else's feelings, but mostly by feeling sorrowful or, uh, you know, feeling bad about their misfortune. So Mm -hmm. you feel bad about it, but you can't really put yourself in their position. It's like, damn, bro, they stole your car, bro. That's crazy that you had a car in New York. (laughs) Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's literally, damn, that's crazy. Sympathy is damn. That's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. So what you trying to get, like Mexican food or or, like, nigga, bro. You know, so sympathy is is nice, right? <laughs> sympathy is nice, but it's just not very functional. It, it just doesn't do anything, really. Mm. It's like it's nice to hear that that you you feel bad, and sometimes you do want to hear that. But I think generally, you want to you want a little bit more than that. You mm. know, people don't want to feel alone. You, you... Oh, some some people do like sympathy. I will say that. Yeah, I'm surprised when I talk to people about how I process support. Um, not everybody's like has the same because I feel the same way as you. Where like I don't want you to feel bad for me. I don't want you to like pity me. Like that's the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But that is a very like, it's a it's a very um it's a cultural thing more than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, for it's more common in men to avoid pity. Yeah. Uh, more masculine men, I should say, to avoid pity because it it makes you feel weak. And it makes you feel like you are subjected to something that is more powerful than you. And so as men, we hate pity. We hate when people feel sorry for us because it means that we're weak. Yeah. And I think um, when you bring it back to like kind of the political discussion and the political landscape, I think that people uh, typically or stereotypically on the right identify um, people on the left as wanting pity. Mm. Um, like they want sympathy and not empathy. They want people to feel sorry for them, um, but they don't necessarily want to change their own situation. And, and like I said, sympathy is, just doesn't seem as functional as empathy is. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem as usable. If you give me your empathy, you're 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 identifying that we're kind that you feel what I'm feeling, which is already more useful. But mm-hmm. then you might give me because you're feeling what I feel, you might be able to access some deeper emotion in order to uh, give me some advice that might really help me. If you're mm-hmm. if you're being sympathetic towards me. I feel like you just, you know, you feel bad for me. And yeah. now it's just two motherfuckers feeling bad, which is like, yeah, that's just what we need. Yeah. More people feeling sorry for themselves. I, I think the the key bridge is like that experience of that emotion, being able to share and relate on the experience of what you're going through mm. um, is what I think bridges or uh, extends sympathy into empathy there's like certain people who you want to talk to about a certain thing because you know they've been through that or something similar so you know that they can relate or they should be able to relate to that feeling that you're going through but somebody who's just giving you sympathy i feel like sympathy anybody can not anybody but you know most people can give you sympathy but there's only particular people who have a common 
or shared ground of experience mm. who can give you that empathy and have the emotional threshold to put forth empathy because like i said you got to be kind of be a strong person you got to kind of have some things together in order to be empathetic wow yeah you know mm-hmm. um any closing words on compassion empathy we definitely need more of it but it's good to identify what type is needed for the situation mm-hmm. i definitely say anything else you want to throw at them i i just feel like we can all look at the components of compassion and see i mean I, i'm more so talking to my fucking self mm. uh, <laughs> because <laughs> i thought that i was a compassionate person but I I saw that I wasn't um, relating to other people's feelings as much as I thought I was. Mm. Um, you were hearing it, but I you weren't hearing it. But I wasn't it. really feeling it. And you know, I I would love to believe that. No, I, like I hear people and I understand them, but it's it's a difference between understanding somebody and feeling them. Yeah. And when you're not even connected to your own feelings as deeply as either another person or just as deeply as you should in yourself, mm. then it makes it harder to connect with people and, and have that compassion. And so... So you got to um, start with yourself then. You, yeah. I mean, mm. I'm always jocking, like, start with yourself. Yeah, strong I'm always Mr. S- the self-help, yeah. self-therapy, self-heal. I'm big on that. But there's actually classes that you can take, like, at Stanford to... Um, Some develop, empathy classes? Uh, uh, compassion classes, actually. <laughs> Picture your ass going into debt because you wanted to be more compassionate. Well, yeah, there's, taking there's, these classes. there's people who, like, work in social work and philanthropy. Uh, philanthropy. Philanthropy. <laughs> like, no. uh, there's people who work in that, that field who take compassion classes because they work with, like big uh charity causes and they need to actually be very developed in their compassion mm-hmm. and so um and even sociopaths take it so they can kind of reintegrate to into society oh shit um so That's you know you can take classes but you can also practice on yourself and and start to um create that environment in order for you to be more compassionate <laughs> the sociopath fails he's like i don't get it i don't fucking get it like he's a pussy <laughs> I don't get this class. What? What is feelings? Like, what do y'all feel? Facts, man. The thing I feel is these itchy-ass jeans. Hey, look, man. I didn't came here today, and I had a good old time. I, You you didn't... Uh, I, I, I felt you today. And Shut I'm not up. even going to say no homo. I felt you today, homie. Felt my inner leg. Yeah, that's... What? Huh? Empathy, uh, that's sympathy. Empathy, go ahead and analyze the types of empathy that you're putting forth in the world. Be compassionate. We need more of that, but we need it to be the right type, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't just show that blind empathy. Let's let's put more intent into our empathy. Let's tap into our own feelings so we can feel other people's feelings more. Actually, speaking of tapping in... Why don't you tell the people what they can do for us in order to tap in a little bit? Well, if you want to tap that? in a little bit more with the Evil Eagle Hour, you can visit us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Subscribe and follow us on all platforms yeah. at Evil Eagle Hour. Please yeah. go to our website, EvilEagleHour.com. Sign up for our newsletter and be on the lookout for all new content coming soon. New year, new us. And season two is it's it's starting to wrap up y'all not gonna know when the ending's coming we know but y'all not gonna know you gonna look don't wait don't don't beat them binges you better keep up week to week shout out to the world happy friendsgiving we're not gonna do a friendsgiving day special this this uh year 
We're going to let y'all live. Um, but stay tuned, man. Check out co-host Cody Manawi's Twitter page. He's going to be posting about the savage killing of our natives quite soon. Uh, We're going to do that. We're going to get up out of here. Peace and love. Bye, y'all. Peace. Peace.